Alright, Chere, good morning. We are learning Tanya, Perek, Lamed, Ches. And in the greater flow of Tanya, Perek, Lamed, Ches makes another 180 turn. As we were explaining, the Alter Rebbe emphasized in the last few chapters, he emphasized the importance of us adopting God's purpose of creation, which is that God desires to have a home in the lowly world. Hashem wants to have a dira b'tachtoinim. And this is accomplished the way God connects to people or to things. It's accomplished through first and foremost the step of bittel. That if something is nullified to Hashem, then they are worthy vessels upon whom, upon which God can reside. If there is an item or a thing that lack bittel, the lack of bittel is that which expels, that which pushes godliness away, so to say. Because be'emes, be'emes, God is everything and God is everywhere. But from our perspective, bittel is the key. And therefore, when a person, if a person would only live out his or her desire of getting close to God and that would embark them on the spiritual journey of primarily davening and learning and even though yes they're being mevatel their mind and even their mouth while they're davening and learning but since it is a more spiritual of a mitzvah they are not engaging their physical body they're certainly not engaging the world so they're bitling their minds but they're not bitling the world but since God desires to have a dira in the lowly world, and we have the merit to be conduits to bringing godliness down into the world, and how do we do that? By nullifying, by being mavatal, the world itself, being mavatal in a good way. Not by hurting the world, but by using the world for a mitzvah. So this physical thing is to be used for this, yeah, and for that, not. Even though the world, per se, doesn't care how it goes. So when we subjugate dafke, bitul, when we subjugate all of the world that it should only be used for that which God wants, so we bitul the world, and when there is bitul in a physical item, it does become a keli upon which God does reside. And which is why we celebrate, Chabad Hasidus celebrates the businessman more than the scholar, or that we celebrate the benini more than the tzaddik. Because the greater the tzaddik, the less contact they have with the world. Even if they live in the world, but they're not connected to the world. The world is not chopping them. And the, yes, of course, they do mitzvahs. But they're bringing, they're not bitling the world. In their world, they want what God wants. Dafka we the benini, that we have an animal soul. And we have desires and wants that are not conforming to God's desires and wants. And for us to be observant, there is bittle needed. So that struggle and that little mamish brings godliness all the way down. And therefore we always celebrate the, you know, that one-liner, that Hamaisa Hua Iker. Yiddishkeit is here to redeem the world. It's a redemptive religion. It's not about redeeming the person. It's about redeeming the world. To redeem the world, Hamaisa Hua Iker. The action, action is king. So after the Alter Rebbe beautifully explained this in the past few chapters, he makes a 180 degree turn again. But the 180 degree turn is not taking away anything that we said until now. Hamaisa hua iker. 
In other words, when it comes to my, my Yiddishkeit, the, what, the, what counts is what I do. And if I don't want to learn, if I don't want to keep kosher, if I don't want to fast, I don't want, even better, even better. Do it, do it. You're, you're, you're doing bittel, you're bringing the Shekhinah into you and into another world. After said that, and this will stand, then one can come to a wrong conclusion. One can think that since the main thing is making and for that it is the action that counts. So a person might think if that's the case, then it doesn't, God doesn't care about how I feel. All God wants is for me to do what he wants. And therefore my emotions are irrelevant. So says the Rebbe, no. That we also have to remember that loving God and having awe of God is a mitzvah. God wants me to feel love and awe of Him. So since this is what God wants, so my kavana, in, in Hasidus kavana means my emotional connection to God is essential. So of course, doing the mitzvah versus not doing the mitzvah is day and night. Not doing the mitzvah is night. Doing the mitzvah, you already won the lottery. Lucky me, I did the mitzvah. But don't stop there. Because it's ideal that my mitzvahs should be filled with love of God. I, the emotion of love and fear is like my personal yearning to go to God and we have been celebrating God's desire to come down. Emes, God wants to come down into the world and that is done through the action. But God also wants me to love Him. And therefore, Yiddishkeit, and it's good to remember that Judaism is never to be practiced as a cold intellectual religion. And, and, and in many areas in the world, especially amongst Ashkenazim, before the holy Baal coming into the world, it was going in that direction. And it became this very rational, a very cold uh, function. And that's the end of the world. Because the Kedusha and the holiness and the godliness that is carried through Judaism, there is also a big part of Yiddishkeit that is rational. Torah is kihi chachmaschem uvinaschem. But chachma is not a greater conduit than emotions. So the Jew that has passion for God is as great as a conduit of Yiddishkeit as the great scholar, as the great sage. And when the Baal Shem Tov came out with this part of Hasidus, the opposition was very afraid that we are celebrating ignoramuses, which we are not. But we are, we are fighting the coldness of the intellectual part of Judaism. When that is made king, that's also wrong. So the Baal Shem Tov once went into a shul and he said, that the shul is filled with Torah and davening, he can't even enter. And people thought that that was a compliment that he made. And the Baal Shem Tov told his students later that that was not a compliment, that that was a room in which many people davened and learned, but there was no passion in the davening and learning. They were doing it, it was cold. And, and, and that's the whole pedic over here that it says in the Zohar that a mitzvah without feeling is like a body without a soul. And a body without a soul is dead. Or in the good, that when you do a mitzvah with kavana, kavana in Hasidus doesn't mean mindfulness that you're doing the mitzvah. Kavana means with feeling, then that mitzvah flies above the muscle of a bird. 
that a bird is a bird without wings. You know, a bird, halach, we're learning chulen. If uh, an animal that has certain uh, limbs missing is not a kosher animal, not a kosher, a bird without wings, even though you can't offer it as a carbon because it's like blemished, but uh, a bird without wings is not today if it's kosher. It's a bird, but it can't fly. So a mitzvah without wings is a kosher. You did the mitzvah. I put on tefillin without feeling I did the mitzvah. As far as bringing godliness into the world, I accomplished that because I wasn't in the mood. I didn't want to daven. But on the other hand, azad davening is not flying anywhere. Because this is this, this passionate. There is a, there is a story that the Friedrich Rebbe wrote in tremendous detail. I think it's the longest story in the Kote de Bur. I know in the past over here, I shared the story I think once. It took me like two hours. I'm not exaggerating. And I don't know why I went on and went on. And went on. The, whole, the, the, the kitzen of the story is, is that the Holy Baal Shem Tev had a, had a Talmud by the name of Chaim HaKain Rappaport. And he was a big scholar. And he was a great chassid. He was a, big, a great man. And he was sent by the Baal Shem Tev to do two shlichasim. And each one is a story behind the story behind the story. And one of the shlichasim was connected with the following. In the times of the Maharal of Prague, there was a Jew by the name of Shmuel Tzadik. Shmuel Tzadik, in those days, in those days, the level of scholarship that we had suppressed, we cannot fathom the, the level of scholarship then. People today are learning a lot and people today have access to knowledge. But the depth of study, when you read about stories about them, it's a whole different era. Shmuel Tzadik then was considered a, a giant. Eloma, he was such a great intellectual person that he was a very disimpassionate person. So he, he, he was from and he, and he was the greatest scholar, but he was a cold person. Nothing was done with heart. What happened was, is he married, his wife was a, a, a healthy Jewish woman filled with uh, feeling, and the, the conflict, the challenge that they had in their marriage, their religious conflict was, as the Friedrich Rebbe describes, they had two sons, Moshe, I think the other son was Chaim Avram, I'm not sure the name of the other son, but whenever he would daven, and he would sometimes daven at home, so while he's davening, so his wife would take the straps of his tefillin, or the tzitzes, and give it to the kids to kiss. And he would get upset. He would say, you're telling the kids to kiss a skin of a, a hide of an animal. Like, what are you doing? It doesn't make sense. And, and, and when she would pick up the kids to kiss the mezuzah, he would, he would have these cynical comments on that. And he was observant. And he was the greatest of scholars, but there was no feeling. It was just seichel. And, and ultimately, what that affected was is that his elder son, Moshe, who was probably just as great as a scholar as he was, Ultimately, this was a phenomena that was very unusual. He was the greatest scholar, and, he's, and he completely left observance. He never got married, and he used to hang out with, the, he, he, he became very wealthy, and he used to hang out with the, with the big uh, counts, and he used to party with them the whole night. And then he would uh, wake up the next morning and learn, he would learn Gemara the whole day. And, 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 and religious people were afraid of him, but he couldn't get enough. Whenever he finally accounted up Sayyid, that is a learning, he had someone to talk with. And ultimately, his great-nephew became aware of, of him. And the Maral of Prague gave him a whole shlichus how to bring him back to Chuv, which is a moiridik. The story goes on for many generations. Because ultimately, after he passed away, after he did Chuva, because of the lifestyle that he led, his soul was trapped there. And the Baal Shem Tov sent Rabbi Chaim Rappaport to go to live in the, to go to the ruins of his palace that he had built when he was alive, and to learn the, the Rambam Hilchas Brachas and to make a brach on water and that would make Aliyah of his Nasham. 
And the way the way the way he did shuva was is that through the Maral's instructions, that this 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 relative of his managed to awaken the passion in his neshama when he was already in his eighties, and that brought him back to shuva. The point be the point being is that Yiddishkeit is godliness, and 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 there's vessels through which it comes to us, Torah and mitzvahs, passion. Passion. We're not speaking about joy. We're speaking about the feeling that we have to, we love God. And we have awe of God. And that is essential, even though it's not rational. And until today, hopefully, Hasidim are known as warm Eden. There's warmth. And again, it's not that we are minimizing the importance of scholarship. We're not. But we are emphasizing that we are celebrating godliness. We're not, we're not celebrating scholarship. We're, not, we're celebrating the Eivish. What does God want from me? God wants for us to, 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 to feel. And this leads us back to something that we spoke about earlier in Tanya. Okay, how do I, how do I love God? How do I, how do I experience awe of God? And there are two different types of emotions, two general types of emotions. You have a natural emotion that every Jew has. We all have love of God. I, I don't feel it yet, I have to dig within me, but it's in there. I have awe of God naturally. And then there is a higher level of Avon Yira that's also connected to Mayach Shalat HaLalev is that when a Jew is going to spend time and we're going to concentrate and we're going to learn and we're going to understand about God. So there's something that when you understand something well, sooner or later you will become connected to that emotionally. Like knowing, when you know something, you, you, you form an emotional connection. So if a yid spends enough time learning about godliness, then we create a ahava and yidah, and that's a very high ahava and yidah. It's not as earthy as, it's not as passionate as, but it's a lot more refined. And people who serve God with those feelings, their mitzvahs, their taita, their davenings, it goes into a much higher world. People who invest their mitzvahs with a more natural love and awe, which we all are capable of, of achieving, our mitzvahs also go up to the world of, to a different world, to the world of Yitzirah. The Baal Shem Tov used to say the whole time, Rachmana liba boya, God wants heart. And that's, 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 that's basically the theme of, of, of the next chapters in the time. God wants hearts. Not chas v'sholem that God doesn't want us to learn. It's also a mitzvah. But God wants our heart. And that empowered many Jews. Because Jews, especially before, mamash, the recent years, where the world changed, and people who had no education. Today, everyone is able to learn. And to grow in their learning. It's like Mashiach's times. Up until a couple of years ago, if you were not born into a home, if you were not sent to cheder, if you didn't go to yeshiva, you, you, you had no access, you couldn't learn. And being that Yidin celebrate Limudat Torah and the Talmud Torah Kenegat Kulam, so imagine when the masses of Jews were not learned. Imagine how they felt. They were like second-class citizens. And, and this whole emphasis that we are to be connected to God, and a Jew connects to God through loving God. Every Jew can love God. And that elevated the people. And that made the others suspicious of us, that we don't care about scholarship. But after we are 300 years after the uh, event of the Holy Baal Shem Tov's teachings, we know today, Baruch Hashem, that, that, that it only brought, it's, it's, it's the greatest blessing to the world. You can argue that the survival of Ashkenazic Jewry is because of the Baal Shem Tov. 
because the Ashkenazim were going on that path. It became a disimpassionate religion, which is the end of the world. You lose godliness. Still, Bittl, Didabatachlenim, you accomplish, but it doesn't go on. And you see this today, you see this, that Jews have feeling, and we celebrate that. And the feelings are not seicheldik, dafkenat. This is that, that's why we fabreng, these are other fundamental uh, activities that we do to engage the heart. And when we do a mitzvah with feeling, then our mitzvahs taka go up, fly up above. God willing to be continued. Yeah.